everybody, this is Vicki. I just made a video that I'm considering posting, but I may use this one instead. Um, <clears throat> you know, this is always a, it's always a joy to make the videos and it's always also <laughs> a challenge because there's so much stuff that the Lord, so many things the Lord's shown me and told me and sometimes just only doing a few things is a hard thing. I remember the first time I preached, <laughs> I remember back then, uh, the man who was a pastor of the congregation said to me after I was finished, because nobody could keep up with me. I was just flipping through. Okay. And it says in this scripture, and it says in this scripture, and people were trying to get to the scriptures, I, <laughs> the references I was giving them with in their own Bibles, they were trying to get to those references, but I was just going hundred miles an hour and nobody could keep up with me. And afterwards my pastor and every once in a while they'd say, slow down, slow down. <laughs> and afterwards my pastor said to me, you did a good job, but you know, you don't have to try and do it all at once. You're going to get to preach more <laughs> than this one time. I was, I was, uh, I was just so happy to be sharing the word of God in that way. And that's never changed. I love sharing the things the Lord's given me, the things he's shown me and taught me. And I'm going to tell you this, a lot of what I've learned, I've learned because I've been so stupid in my life. Um, I've been hard headed. It's been, it's taken a lot for the Lord to get me this far. And I know that I have a lot farther to go, but, uh, I'm, I, I love being able to share the things that he's shown me in dreams or visions or the words that he's told me, the things he's had me write or uh, the things that he's taught me in his word. I love sharing them all because I love him more than anything or anyone. And, um, and I want to do everything I can to declare his goodness and his glory and who he is in the little tiny bit of understanding I have about our father in heaven. And I want to see my brothers and sisters in Christ grow, just grow strong and bold uh, to be courageous and, and to be strengthened. And, you know, there's been so much in my life where the enemy's twisted what God wanted me to know, or, <clears throat> you know, through false teachings and things like that. And, and he's had to, because I've stayed in pursuit of him, not because of my own anything, but simply because that's a heart that God put in me. My desire, my hunger for him is to know truth and Yeshua is truth. And I want to know him and I want to know the power of his resurrection. Just like the apostle said, I want to know everything he has for me to know. And I want to do everything he has for me to do. And so that's why, you know, that's why sometimes these videos may seem to go a little bit long, but I, I just want to be able to share with you all the things that father sends me to share. And, and I pray over every one of you that God would help you hear what he has to say, whether through me or anyone else. And I pray for all of us that the Lord would keep us from help us not be deceived because there's so much deception in the world. And as a matter of fact, some of the verses I'm going to read to you today, cause I'm going to read out of scripture today are, Oh, thank you, Lord. I opened right to it. Um, some of those things are, uh, in, in what I'm going to read and, and it's, uh, it's a scripture 
where the Lord said he addressed the whole issue of deception when the disciples went to him and said, you know, what's going to be the sign of your coming? How are we going to know when you're coming back? And remember what the Lord said. He said, see to it that you are not deceived. So we have to be diligent to study the word. We have to be diligent in our relationship with him. <clears throat> we have to be diligent, just all of it. It's it's so important for us because the enemy's the roaring lion that we read about in scripture out there trying to see who he can devour and he wants to devour you and me and and uh god's not willing for anybody to be lost and it's important for us to know who the lord is what his word is what he has for us to know and say and see and do and believe and think and all of that and so that we can be fully available to him and so that when the enemy comes with his lies and deception because we've chosen to be in intimacy with God and we're in that relationship and and growing to know him more and more all the time because of that when the enemy comes it's much harder for us to be deceived um, it's not impossible because we are human but at the same time, because we're in the relationship with him, with Father, we can go to him and say, okay, what do you have to say about this? And help me because I'm not real sure that this is you or not you. And God is so good. He loves us so much. He will, he'll reveal to us when we're being deceived, if we will be diligent to go to him and ask him. Okay, you guys, and we have to, I, okay, he's saying say this. We have to remember that we, it's really important for us to stay humble because <laughs> if we're not, the Lord's not going to answer. He's, he's going to resist us. He resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. So we have to do whatever we need to do to humble ourselves. You know, if that, I think about the scripture where the Lord said, uh, if you're, if your hand offends, you cut it off. If your eye offends, you basically pluck it out. And, and what he's really saying is don't let anything that would cause you to stumble anything about yourself that would cause you to stumble get you need to just deal with that get rid of it you need to humble yourself so those things and if you can't do that then by golly that's pretty severe that's a pretty severe um statement he made there but he's serious he's he's saying to us basically your eternal life is way more important than that one thing that you really love about yourself so you need to get over it or get rid of it so see, God's always, he's interested in helping us get to where he wants us to be. Now, I'm going to address several things. The, the video I made a few minutes ago was quite a bit longer. It was almost an hour. I don't know that this one will be that long. But uh, <clears throat> I felt like I needed to give it one more, one more try because sometimes, um, sometimes when I'm trying to pull it all together, I just like I'm doing right now, I get a little bit, I get a little bit lost in not knowing where to go next exactly. And I know the Lord's going to put words in my mouth because that's what he does. But at the same time, I don't want you to have to sit and wait for me to try to figure out what he's trying to get me to say. So there are a few things that we're going to, I'm going to be talking about in this video, and I'm going to encourage you before, uh, before we even get into the video any farther, I'm going to encourage you to do this. Stop the video and pray. Just stop it and pray. Ask Father to help you hear because uh, and because he knows how to help you. He knows how to, you know, he knows how to get through to us. 
But we have to be willing, we have to be completely open to what Father wants to say to us instead of coming to Him with all of our preconceived ideas about what He thinks about anything. Because sometimes we don't understand something we've been taught or uh, or we've been taught in error and don't know it. Or the enemy's been able to sneak in and give us a dream or a vision or a word somewhere or taken scripture and twisted it or whatever. And we end up believing a lie, not even knowing that we were believing a lie. And so sometimes we'll take that to ourselves thinking that it's gospel truth. And, um, and so we go to God and say, well, I know these things are absolute. There are absolutes. Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. He, he came, he was born of a virgin. Uh, he lived a perfect sinless life. He hung on a cross for you and me. He took beatings for you and for me uh, to pay for our sins. And there is one God, only one God, and he is the father, to, father of Jesus Christ. There is no other way to the Father except through the Lord, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, the Messiah. We know those are all truths. But uh, a lot of other things are kind of, uh, unless we've really dug, we've really gotten close to the Lord and we really do, unless he's just, it's just as humans, our flesh, we just can get messed up. So before you go further in the video, please stop, please turn off the video, pray, come back, pause it, whatever, and come back because I'm going to talk about some things today that are hard and that a lot of people are going to have a tendency to want to just turn off the video and say, forget that, that's not true. You guys, uh, if you're like me, you want to know what the truth is. You don't want to be... You don't want to be stuck in deception, and the Lord doesn't want us stuck in deception. But I'm going to touch on some really touchy subjects, to, touchy subjects today, and I've prayed a lot about it because it's been a very divisive issue in the body of Christ, continues to be to this day, and uh, some, and there are many, many people who have a great, deep love for Father but they have fallen into this uh, belief system that is not of him. So please pause now and then uh, come back. Did you pause? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, so now there are several things. I was up with the Lord in the night and, and uh, he was really putting some, some things on my heart to to share with you guys today. I did not know I was going to make a video today uh, until last night when we were t talking. And the first thing that he said to me for all of you was stand. He reminded me of the scriptures in Ephesians where he talks about, where the apostle talks about having done everything to stand, put on the full armor of God and having done everything to stand, stand therefore, and go on and read those verses. I, you're probably familiar with them, but just it's in chapter six of Ephesians. Please, please read that and uh, know that God is calling us now in the bride, in the body of Christ. He's calling us to stand. But there are some things that that are in the way for a lot of us. Um, and so that's what the subject matter is going to be today. I'm going to start with telling you that 
and there are several experiences that I'm going to mention in this video and tell you about in this video. Some of them, I think that I've talked about some of them. I know I have some of them on other videos, but these are either dreams or spoken words or visions that the Lord has given me and others. And uh, so I hope that you'll stay through to the end. And even if you hear something that you're not sure of or that doesn't go with the teaching you've had, I'm, I am hoping that we're all humble enough that we will go to the Lord and say, okay, however we need to say it to him. Okay, well, that's not what I was taught, Lord, and I need to know, have I misunderstood scripture or, uh, or what? And, and know that when we seek him with all of our heart in things, he is faithful to answer. He really is faithful to answer. Okay. Okay. So, um, I'm going to start with a, I'm going to start with a, a dream that I had years ago. And this was 25 or 30 years ago. I don't even know how long it's been now. In the dream, I was, the dream started out with me on a, a high school football field. And it was nighttime, and so it was dark. And the bleachers were empty. There was nobody in the stands, but there was a young woman seated on the ground with an infant in her arms and the woman didn't have her uh, she didn't have a blouse on or anything and she was holding the baby and the baby was crying because the little mama had no milk she couldn't nurse her baby now as i go along in the dream i'm going to tell you give you understanding about what the lord's shown me and uh, even as i do that i'll tell you i'm stepping out of the dream for a second to, to tell you something okay so now the mother, the young mother with the baby, the infant who she couldn't nurse, uh, it's nighttime. Okay, now I'm going to step out of the dream and tell you that, that scripture talks about the Lord saying, you know, you don't want to have to be in that time where, where the mothers can't even nurse their babies. It was nighttime, which indicated it, the darkness that we're in. The whole scripture is in reference to the end times. And so we've set the stage, the Lord set the stage with me about the timing uh, even of the dream. So we're there now. And so that was the first scene. And then the scene changed and I was standing, it was, I was standing at the edge of a field and like a meadow and um, that it was full of people who were standing, walking around in this field with their their hands in the air, their arms upraised, and they were saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And they were looking to the sky, just looking to the sky for him to come. And uh, all throughout this dream, let me step out of the dream for a second. All throughout the dream, I was aware of two things. I was aware that the Lord was coming at any time. And I was also aware that it was important where you be in your walk with him because that would determine basically your eternity. So I was, and, and the third thing, I'm sorry, and I was going around trying to find the people whose hearts were like mine, who wanted to be, uh, who wanted to be always with father. They didn't want to, you know, they weren't going to be satisfied with anything else. They, they wanted to be where he was always. And so I knew where, when, when you saw in the dream, I understood that when you saw him, where you were in your walk determined where you would be in eternity. Now I can't, I can't, uh, go into all of the 
you know, people may have opinions about what that looks like. I'm just telling you, I'm giving you kind of a general understanding because I don't know, I don't have English words to explain what the Lord, how, uh, in a way that's going to convey that wherever you are in your walk with the Lord is going to determine your eternity. Those are poor, uh, that's a poor definition for explanation for what he was showing me. But anyway, I was trying to find those people. They were the holy people. They were the people that were, you know, we just, I just did a video a couple days ago on being holy. These were the people in the dream. These were the holy people. I was looking for the ones that were set apart, the ones that were absolutely going to be with him. I wanted to be standing with them when he came when I saw him because then I knew that that's where I would be in eternity would be in that place where all those kind of good people got to be okay so uh, now I'm stepping back into the dream the first part is the young the young mother under the bleachers trying to feed her baby no milk nighttime the ground, I forgot to say this, the ground was, there was no grass on the ground. There was no vegetation. There was just dirt. She was sitting under the bleachers and her baby was crying. So we're in a time where we're, where the Lord is stepping out of the dream. The Lord's saying, you know, it's nighttime. You're in that time now. This is the end time. Remember the scripture with the mother's woe, you know, you don't want to have to be trying to nurse your baby or it's a hard time. It's a hard time to be having children, I guess, is, is one way to say it. Um, okay, so then the second part, now I'm, in the, I'm at the edge of a field. There are people standing in the field. They've got their hands lifted up in the air. They're looking all around up for the sky, just waiting for the Lord to return. They're not doing anything else. They're just standing, looking around. They're not paying attention to what's going on around them. They don't really seem to be, they're not concerned about that at all. They only are focused on Him coming. That's it. They're only focused on him coming. So I thought, well, this must be the place. This, these must be the holy people. These must be the people, you know, they, they want Jesus. That's what they just keep saying over and over. That's all they want is Jesus. And so this is where the holy people are. So I'll just stay here with these guys because the Lord's going to be here any minute. And I want to be with them when he comes so that I get to be in that place where all the holy people are um, after we leave this life. Suddenly in the middle of the field, and I was out on the outside edge, so I couldn't see to the very center of the field. I could just see, uh, there was like a commotion that started in the center of the field and uh, in the middle of all of the people. And something, something was going on and all of a sudden the people were so excited, they started dropping to their knees, worshiping what was there. And this thing began to uh, come and I thought, oh my goodness, this must be it. And so the, as, Oh, let's see, how do I say this, Lord? The people in the center of the field could see this thing, and then that rippled outwards. And so everybody just started dropping down to their knees, dropping down to their knees to worship this thing. And I thought, oh, this must be the Lord. And uh, so I better I better kneel too. So I, I started to go down on my knee, and then I saw what was in the middle of the field because it, as, uh, because it began to grow. And it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And the people absolutely thought this was the Lord. And they were completely deceived. This was like a genie in a bottle kind of a thing. And so I, I jumped up, turned around and ran. Because I knew that wasn't holy. That wasn't God. That wasn't Yeshua. That was not Messiah. And, uh, but the people were deceived. 
Now, there are a couple of things that must step out of the dream. Um, and I've asked Father, help me know how to say these things because there are people with such a strong heart that love, uh, have a love for Father. They just, they would do anything. They would do anything for him. But there is something they've been taught and uh, they've believed and, and the Lord, Lord says it's deception. First of all, the thing in the middle of the field represented represented the Antichrist. It represented false teaching. It represented false doctrine and all of that. And the people who were searching, waiting for the Lord to come had believed the lie. They were deceived about this thing. So I turned and, and I'm going to go back into the dream. Okay. So I turned and ran and came to a place where there was a, almost like a, I've never known what to call this building. It was a big building like you'd see in a state capitol or something here in the United States where they had the big columns on the outside. There were steps that led up to the entrance, a big wide open entrance to go into this building. And I thought, well, I'll go in there and look. Maybe the, maybe the holy people are in there. Oh, Lord, thank you. You guys, seriously, I never, I always wondered what that building was. And the Lord just now told me that is organized religion. Oh, father, thank you. Cause I always thought, what is, what, what is that? It's, it's organized. It's organized religion. It's not, I'm not saying I, and I don't hear him saying that there aren't people in the churches and all of that, that are, that are people that love him and everything. I'm just saying. There's a big difference between organized religion and being in relationship with Messiah. And those are two entirely different things. Okay. That may offend some people. If you're offended, please just pray about it. Okay. Okay. So I turned and, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot to step out of the dream. I didn't know he was going to show me that. Okay. So I turned and I run to this place and here's this big building. And then all of a sudden coming out of the building are all of these people, young people, and they're dressed in, uh, clothing, like, like, uh, people who work at a fast food restaurant would be like a McDonald's or a Wendy's or a Burger King or whatever fast food place. And they were dressed in all of their work attire and they were going out to take, uh, to go out and deliver this fast food. And so I went in the building and I looked around and I just knew, no, this is, this is not the, this isn't the right place. I'm so grateful, you guys, seriously, I'm so grateful the Lord just showed me that's organized religion because he took me out of organized religion years ago. And so anyway, okay. And if you have a problem with that, I ask you, please just pray about that too. <laughs> okay. So, um, so anyway, then, uh, then I'm stepping back in the dream. <clears throat> so I walked out and I thought, no, these aren't the right people. Fast food, you know, that's, what is that? That's, there's no nutrition in fast food. It's just, you know, it's junk food. And so then I turned and standing in front of me when I came out of the building and down those steps, I'm, st I'm standing there and I turned, there's a woman standing in front of me and she represented to me the, uh, she represented the church to me and she was dressed in a beautiful gown, beautiful pink gown. And I was standing in front of her crying as hard as I could, just 
like gut-wrenching. I could hardly get the sound out. The, the crying coming out of me was so deep. And, um, and she just stood there with this peaceful look on her face like everything was fine. Okay, now I'm going to step out of the dream. <clears throat> the woman represented the church. The crying I was doing, you know, scripture talks about crying repentance. And for many years, I struggled with this part of the dream because I thought, Lord, was I crying to her to repent or was I crying in repentance? And I finally understood that I was crying to the church to repent because the church has allowed herself. I'm not saying everybody in the church. I'm saying in organized religion, I'm saying in whether it's a denominational church or a non-denominational church, you can find it anywhere. People have come off the path. People are uh, looking for a lot of the wrong things and they've taken even the word repentance out of their language. They don't even talk about repentance anymore. They don't talk about living a life of holiness, a life of being set apart which is what being holy means, being set apart for God's purposes. They don't even talk about that anymore. They accept every kind of lifestyle and every kind of uh, perversion. They accept, uh, you just, so I'm, okay. I guess I don't have to probably tell most of you that. A lot of the churches, it just seems like it's all a big uh, entertainment thing. And there are pastors and leaders in churches out there whose whole goal is to make all kinds of money, have all kinds of fame. They are filthy rich, filthy rich, um, living off of the, of the widow's might in, uh, in many cases. They're just, they're excess. There's just so much and there's a lot of false doctrine. So I understand that that woman in the dream that was standing there in this beautiful pink dress, all she represented to me the church and I was crying repentance to the church. We have got to repent. We've got to get back on our faces before the Lord. My gosh, this world is there are so many people in this world that need the Lord that don't know him yet. And the church is a lot are just playing church. They're just having a big old time, having a big old party on Sundays and making sure they have billion dollar, well, I'm exaggerating, but million, million, multiple million dollar uh, facilities and just every kind of, it's just, I cannot imagine that that does not grieve father. So anyway, okay, so I'm going to go back into the dream and just say, well, I'm, actually, I'm at the end of the dream, that the last thing was standing in front of that woman and crying so hard, and the Lord telling me later that I was crying, I was doing the one crying, and in scripture, when you're talking about doing the crying, you are crying repentance. So there you go, guys, there's that dream. Now, I'm going to go to the next part which is going to be, um, okay. All right. So here's the next part. I'm going to read, let me see how, okay. This is going to take a minute, but I'm going to read it because the Lord's telling me to read it. When I was down in, uh, Pennsylvania or not Pennsylvania, Pensacola, Florida, I was a pastor down there back in 
the year 2000 through into 2002, just for a couple of years, I was pastor of a church. And uh, our church was made up of people who were really very broken people. They, they, we had uh, started out with, there were seven of us to start out with, and uh, I think, let's see, one, two, three, or five of us to start out with, and the five of us, I was the pastor, and then I had a leadership team, and we didn't have a congregation. I had been asked to, to start a church there, plant a church there. There had been a pastor there, but um, he had become ill, and so they had to take him out. And when he left, the church fell apart because the congregation was really built around him. And so the church just fell apart. So when, when uh, I prayed about it and the Lord said, go, it was, um, there were just a few of us there. The building was a mess. I asked the Lord what he wanted me to do because the building needed to be cleaned up. I, I said, if I, if I work on getting this clean, I was the youngest, I was the pastor, but I was the youngest person in the, in the group. And I was 40, I think I was 47 at the time. And the Lord said, you clean up my house and I'll bring the people. So that's what he did. And the people that he brought, praise God. The people he brought were all of the broken people. He brought alcoholics and drug addicts and prostitutes and ex-convicts. And uh, he brought people in various uh, lifestyles. And some of those people had grown up in church. And, and so there were, there were multiple different uh, denominational backgrounds in that group but they had all wandered away. They, for whatever reason, they didn't stay in their churches and they went out and got all messed up and then the Lord brought them to us. So as time went on, we had incredible services. The people were growing. And then one day I began to hear murmuring in the congregation. And it was between this denominational background belief system as opposed to this one over here. Well, my grandfather was a a preacher in such and such church and this is what we were taught and no there's a rapture and the Lord's gonna come before everything gets bad and for the tribulation and everything and then over here no 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 he's not gonna come until so the old story the old argument about when Jesus is coming back started and I went to the Lord and I said I what do you want me to do about this and he said very clearly go read Matthew 24 so that's what I'm going to read right now. And then after I read it, I'm going to talk to you about what the Lord had to say about the rapture. <clears throat> and we'll just go from there. Okay. And I'm reading out of the English Standard Version. Jesus left the temple and was going away when his disciples came to point out to him the buildings of the temple. But he answered them, You see all these, do you not? Truly I say to you, there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the birth pains. 
Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let the one who is on the housetop not go down to take what is in his house, and let the one who is in the field not turn back to take his cloak. And here's the beginning of the dream that he gave me that I shared with you. And alas for women who are pregnant and for those who are nursing infants in those days. Pray that your flight may not be in winter or on a Sabbath, for then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now, no, and never will be. And if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it, for false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Okay, I'm going to step out of scripture for a minute and say this. This is part of the dream that I had about the field with the people. Many false prophets and false Christs will arise. See, I've told you beforehand, so if they say to you, look, he's in the wilderness, do not go out. If they say, look, he's in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from four from the four ends, from one end of heaven to the other. From the fig tree learn its lesson. Okay, I'm going to stop there here. Yeah, the Lord's saying stop there. Okay. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall, the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then will appear in the heaven, in heaven the, sun, the sign of the Son of Man, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they'll see him coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Okay, and then he goes on and he, he talks some more about this. I'm going to encourage you to read it. But I'm also going to encourage you, read what the words say. You know, when people talk about the rapture, they say, well, in this book it says this, and in this book it says this, and in this book it says this. And I've had people say to me, well, those verses were just for the Jews. The question that the disciples put to the Lord was, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? Here. He said, don't be astray. Okay, now let me back up to where, okay. 
he sat on, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus goes through all of these things and he says, Well, these things are going to happen, but it's not the end. And these things are going to happen, and it's not the end. And these other things are going to happen, but it's not the end. And then he gets all the way down into these verses, and he says in verse 31, after, well, start with 30, there will appear a sign in in heaven the sign of the Son of Man and all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they'll see him coming on the clouds with power and great glory. All the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call and they'll gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. Okay. Okay, now... Now, I'm going to stop here because the Lord keeps saying, no, stop there. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys. I went to the Lord and I said, what do you want me to do about this with all of the people and all the division in the congregation? It's starting up and I knew the Lord didn't want it. And he said, this whole thing about the rapture, you guys, please just listen and then pray and then read what Jesus, Messiah, said in response to the question about his return. He said to me when I said, Father, what, Lord, what do you want me to, what do you want me to know? I said, I, he said, read this. And I read it and he said, I read the whole thing. And he said, um, He said, this is a deception of the enemy. He said, the enemy's done this to keep, for several reasons, for one thing, to keep the body of Christ in opposition with one another, to keep them at war. And that's a distraction to keep them from doing what they've been called to do. He said, it's also, uh, it's also something that will keep the body from growing because they will look at the scriptures they will believe that I'm going to come and take them out of here and because of that they'll stop in their growth they'll just go we don't have to prepare for anything difficult we don't have to do anything more because the Lord's going to just take us out of here and he said uh, there will be people that will drag their pastors out in the street and beat them because they will and they will say to them you lied to us you told us we were not going to have to go through the tribulation and uh, he said, and there will be many that will turn away from me because they won't understand and they won't have prepared themselves for what is ahead. And, and then he said, and you guys, this is the most important thing. No matter what we believe about tribulation and rapture and all of that, this part I'm going to tell you right now is the part that the Lord said is the most important thing. He literally said to me, but those are not the, that's not the most important thing. Those are not the most important things. This is the most important thing. He said, whether I come in the clouds and they see me and they come up that way or they die and they stand before me, he said, the most important thing is that everyone is going to have a meeting with me one day face to face and they need to be ready for that meeting. Okay, so the Lord is clearing the playing field and saying, 
like the scripture that says, we see in part, we know in part, but then we'll see face to face. We all, we see through a glass dimly or darkly. We only see a portion. But what the Lord is saying when he was telling me this, he said, people need to understand when I come isn't what's important. What's important that, I mean, it's not that it's not important, but it's not the most important thing. The most important thing is that you're going to have a meeting with me face to face, no matter how that meeting takes place, it's going to happen and you need to be ready. So this takes me to the next part of what I feel like the Lord wants me to say. Uh, there are, there are people that, uh, because they believe, and this is really hard every time I hear this, there are people that say, well, if you want to stay behind, that's fine. That's up to you. I really kind of frustrated with the whole left behind thing because the whole left behind series, because that's, first of all, it's not scripturally accurate. But secondly, there's a hardness in the hearts of a lot of people that say, I've already done my work and I'm out of here. You know, the Lord's going to come and get me and take me out of here. And, and here's what I hear God saying it I've, so many times. It's, it's that thing where he says, you know, my son didn't just carry the cross so far and then put it down because it was going to get harder. And then I came and got him and took him out of there. Uh, the whole world was going to be covered in water. Everything was going to die, but I didn't come and take Noah and his family out of there. They had to go through and I cannot imagine how hard it must have been to be on uh, the waters that long with all the animals that were there. Uh, I, you know, that I'm sure that wasn't easy. And when the children of Israel were in Egypt and all the plagues were taking place, the Lord didn't take them out. He protected them, but he didn't take them off the planet. He didn't take Noah off the planet. He didn't take Yeshua off the planet. They had to go through. And, you know, and he reminds me of scripture where he says, where, where Yeshua said to us, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. If they did it to me, they're going to do it to you. And he said, the servant is not greater than the master. So if the master had to go through, we need to, we need to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and realize we're going to have to go through. We need to stop thinking. I know this is the Lord, you guys. We need to stop thinking he's just going to come and get us and take us out of here because what? We're better than the other people that are right now in tribulation. The people, the hundreds and thousands of people that are being, that love the Lord, that are being slaughtered in other nations because what? That's not a bad enough tribulation. You guys, there's a Western mindset that we better get over ourselves because Father doesn't love us any more than he loves the one that's standing like the testimony of the woman that I, oh, the story of the woman, the true story of a woman whose husband was a, uh, was the pastor at their church in a country that is ruled by uh, terrorists. They came to the village and told him, they assembled everybody outside. And I know this isn't a unique case. They assembled everybody outside and said to the father, the pastor, while his wife and children stood there and watched, you either deny Jesus or we're going to cut off your nose. You deny Jesus or we're going to cut off. And they, and every time they said it, he wouldn't, he wouldn't deny the Lord. And so the family standing there watching their husband, father, 
be literally dismembered and then killed. His nose, his hands, his tongue, uh, I can't remember all of it. Anyway, his, I think his arms, anyway, he was killed, he was murdered. Somebody's going to have to explain to me why that is not great tribulation and why we think that we are better than the people in other nations outside of the United States of America and wherever else we're in English-speaking countries that, that, that it's a fairly, fairly, uh, well, how do I don't even know how to say it, where we're all pretty spoiled. We, somebody's going to have to explain why we think, why we think we're better, that we're not going to have to go through. You guys, okay. And I don't have an arrogant attitude about this when I talk about it. It's hard for me because I know there are so many people who really love the Lord that have believed the lie that they're going to be taken out of here. I just want to speak to you guys and say, you're needed here. You are needed here for whatever it is that's up ahead of us. Yeshua did not lay the cross down and Father took him out. He didn't do it. He went all the way to the end until he gave his life. And I know I talked about this in one of the last videos I made, but we have to get our eyes off of ourselves and how we've, we've already done our service for the Lord and now it's okay for him to just come and get us and take us out so we don't have to go through the tribulation. That's selfishness that we don't even realize is selfishness because we've believed a lie. That's the people standing in the field in the dream who are looking up to heaven waiting for the Lord, but what shows up is not the Lord. What shows up is deception and antichrist and all this kind of stuff. And it's scary to me because the Lord talks about how the enemy's going to come and even appear as an angel of light. All of that stuff is right in front of us. I heard somebody talking the other day, and I, I don't know the man's name, but he was sharing a vision that he had where he saw a street, and on one side of the street was an army walking down on this, like the sidewalk on one side of the street, and they were all in like silvery white uniforms, and you know, just, and then on the other side of the street, opposite them, was an army going down the sidewalk on that side of the street and they were in they were dark everything was very very dark and then in between the two street i mean in between the two sidewalks on the street itself just people 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 completely oblivious to the two armies but the two armies were completely aware of one another when and and so okay so how do i say it lord so you're in the army <laughs> If you belong to the Lord, you are in the army and we are in a war. I hear people a lot. I know this, you guys probably hear this a lot too. I hear people say, oh, you've got a works mentality. Well, I think about the scriptures and the book of Hebrews chapter 11, where the writer's talking about how somebody's faith is played out in the things that they do, not just in believing really hard in their hearts are feeling really strong love in their hearts for the lord but that it's actually a demonstration that faith is really and truly a demonstration if we believe the lord if we have faith in the lord then we have then we do what he 
is has sent us here to do we are on assignment first of all to learn how to love god with everything we are and then to love others as we love ourselves well we want to take ourselves out of here we want to see ourselves go and not have to go through stuff and i just feel like the lord's looking at us going what what are you doing you are there on assignment stop looking at yourself and how you're going to escape and realize that until the day I take you home, you need to learn more about me. You need to draw closer to me. You're going to need my instruction every step of the way because of what's up ahead. And, and don't look back, oh my goodness, this part's grievous, really grievous to me. I've heard people say, and I've read, uh, where people have said, well, you know, if you don't believe in the rapture, then uh, you're going to get left behind too bad for you or uh somebody said the other day well now if that you know if that's what you want to stay here that's fine but you know basically i'm out of here and i thought well so go save your own life that's your attitude i'm going to save my own life i've already worked long enough and hard enough on this planet for the lord and it's time for me to just go escape to paradise while the war goes on down here and you guys are just going to have to fend for yourselves because you could have gone, but you just, you know, you didn't believe or you didn't want to or whatever. So too bad for you. We can't be like that. That is not love. That's not fulfilling the two greatest laws, two greatest commandments that the Lord talked about when he was asked what the great commandment is. And God and Yeshua said to love God with all that you are. That means everything he everything he wants should be everything you want he doesn't want to see people lost it's not his desire for anybody to be lost he says that in scripture um and he also says anybody that w wants to come to him that will come to him may come to him well what about all those people that are not even gonna because you've skated you're out of here you've gone you know, you feel like you're going to be out of here. Somebody else is going to have to figure it out because you're not going to stick around to help people or uh, at the time in their lives when it is the most critical for them to have the Word of God shared with them, to see the love of God in their lives. People just want to be taken out of here. I'm going to bring it back to this thing because I'm already, oh my gosh, I'm already <laughs> at 50 minutes and I don't know who stayed at I just, I hope that you have not, if you're still here, I hope you haven't closed your ears or closed your heart. I hope you can hear Father say, I have called you. I've put you there. The battle's about to get really rough. You have got to get ready. You have got to armor up. You have got to be at your post. I need you there. That's why I put you there. Not so you'd sit around and wait for me to just show up, but for you to be about your father's business, for you to occupy until I do come. I, I just, I'm hoping that if there's anybody who's watched this that has believed that they're just going to get taken out of here and so they don't have to go through hard things, I'm hoping that you've heard that that great tribulation that everybody's so afraid of that's already going on in other parts of the world. And the enemy hates us. He's coming after the body of Christ. He's not going to stop in Africa or in, in uh, other nations where people are being persecuted and killed. He's coming after 
the body of Christ, and we need to be prepared. We need to be living so close to our Father. Not It isn't that we need to be afraid. It's that we need to be living so close to Him that at a moment's notice, anything His Spirit whispers to us, we recognize His voice and we respond immediately. It could mean the life or death of another human being, and I'm not just talking about the physical life. You guys, I hope that everybody that's part of the body of Christ is coming awake and uh, putting down all the toys and all of the distractions and, um, and seeing that the time we're in is really serious. I hope and pray that people who have believed they won't have to go through things are starting to hear that God is saying, you better get ready because it's about to get a whole lot rougher than it's been. God bless you all, guys. Thank you so much. I hope if you've stayed with me this long, it's 52 minutes. This is even longer than the one I just did, thinking I would make this one shorter. <laughs> okay, I'm hoping that uh, if you've heard the Lord in here, first of all, I hope you take this to the Lord and ask Him, is this you? Is this you? He wants you to know truth. Please take it to Him. If when you read scripture, because he specifically told me to go read chapter 24 of Matthew, and I am ashamed to say that even as a pastor, I didn't realize that was the, the passage where the Lord talked about all of that at the time. I was still young in my pastoring uh, days, and so, so I had no preconceived idea about what would even be there. I didn't I wouldn't have known that that was back then. I wouldn't have known that that's where that was or that that was anyway um so please read it with uh your heart wide open to the lord to hear what he has to say and um then if you do hear him please share the video please share the video our brothers and sisters all over this world, first of all, need encouragement. I believe the Lord's calling us out of deception. I believe that's like the people in the field that were so deceived they loved the Lord, but what they were beginning to worship and believe was the wrong thing when it came on the scene. I'm concerned for people because the enemy is going to come like an angel of light, and uh, he's going to deceive many people who haven't drawn close to the Lord, and he's going to use... I'm already seeing this, you guys. I already know of people who believe some things that uh, are really, really good and are from God. And these are people that have been Christians for many years, but they don't have ears to hear and they won't listen to anybody else. They've made up their minds and the deception that they've fallen into is so great that unless Father gets a hold of them and pulls them out, they'll be destroyed. So it's not worth it, the arguing back and forth with other believers, it's not worth it. The Lord said that's not the most important thing. Get close to Him. Get ready for the face-to-face. -face. Be about your Father's business. Occupy till He comes, whenever that is. Occupy till He comes. Stop looking at other people. If you're doing this, please stop looking at other people and saying, well, you're just going to have to. Too bad for you if you're going to be left behind because you don't believe that He's coming. My gosh. Stop having that kind of an attitude and instead look at your brothers and sisters with love and say, and say, if I need to be praying for you about something, I, I'll, I'll absolutely be doing that. And, and there are going to be times when you don't even have to say that to the person. Just go to Father and say, Lord, I don't know what I'm believing that's wrong. I, I hear what they're believing that I don't think is you. I'm asking you to help us, help us 
get where you want us to be and start caring more about the rest of the body of Christ than you do about escaping, if that's where your focus is. I say all of these things with love. God needs every single one of us. Know that you are on assignment. You've been called here to do the works of the Father, to do to do good works. You've been called here to, to point to the Lord. You've been called here to be a blessing in the lives of other people. Don't stop. I don't care if you've been doing it for 50, 60, 70, 80 years, or if you're a brand new baby, don't stop. Your assignment's not done until the Lord does take you home. And he knows when that day is. God bless you all guys. Oh, last thing. Uh, if you're watching this video on, I don't know what platform you're watching this on, I will say that my YouTube channel is Vicki Adkins, V-I-C-K-Y-A-D-K-I-N-S. My Brideon uh, channel is uh, Heartpiece, H-E-A-R-T-P-E-A-C-E. And then on uh, Facebook, I have a women's only a private group for women who are in hot pursuit of the Lord. And uh, whether you're a brand new believer or you've been walking with him many years, I'll just tell you there's some amazing women on there from all around the world. We're still a fairly small group. I think we're still under 100, 100 women because it just started not that long ago. But, but if you're a woman and you're interested in joining the group, it's just for fellowship, for strengthening, for whatever teaching the Lord puts on there and just love, just to love on one another. Then please uh, go to Facebook, go to meet him at the well, just meet him at the well, just like the Samaritan woman where Jesus met the Samaritan woman at the well, meet him at the well. And, uh, I'll try to remember to post all that. If you have comments you want to make below, that's great. I love hearing from people. I always respond. I'm small enough channel that I, that I can do that. <laughs> but uh, just, you know, leave your comments down and please leave encouraging words. We, we need to stop bashing each other. There's a lot of bashing going on out there. We need to stop bashing each other. The Lord said they're going to know us by our love. So let's begin to love one another and pray for one another where we need the prayer. And jump fully into the battle. Thank you all for watching. God bless you. This is Vicki. I'll talk to you later. Bye for now.